Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 43 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And this week's episode came from a question from Rachel and she asked, how do you account for affiliate income on your taxes? Great question, great time of year to be asking that question and I will answer that to the best of my ability shortly. But before I do, I wanted to get into a couple of quick things that I wanted to mention. If you've been following along from recent podcasts, you know that I'm going to be moving soon. My wife and I are going from a condo back to a single family home and we are moving in the next two weeks. So I am having to squeeze this podcast in really quickly in between some packing and other things we have going on. So it may be difficult over the next two to three weeks to get an episode out. So just know I'm here. I'll be in the Niche Site Tools Mastermind group and uh, will be present, but I don't believe I'm going to be able to do really in-depth posts or podcast episodes in the next two to three weeks between now and the end of March. So just a quick heads up on that. But I do want to thank three, let me look here, three new email subscribers, AM1503, Halo4482, and one that I certainly cannot pronounce. A, It starts with A-D-E-Y-E-M-I-O-Y and goes, continues on. Thank you all three of you for subscribing. I really appreciate it. And also wanted to thank two podcast reviews. I apologize for the delay in thanking you for those, but uh, I have this free service, My Podcast Reviews, that sends you a monthly, I think, I'm not sure, it might be weekly, monthly, but for a while it was not working apparently. So I got an email that I had two podcast reviews back in January, so very cool. wanted to read those real quick for you. And the first one is from APMP1971. It says, the information that Chris presents is relevant relevant and actionable. It's great for those starting out in their online ventures. Awesome. Thank you so much. And the second one is relevant and relatable. I really enjoy all Chris's podcasts. They resonate with me because he still has a day job like me while making it out there as an online entrepreneur entrepreneur. He gives really helpful, actionable steps in his podcast and is very responsive to his subscribers. And that was from B. Clements 22, which I believe is Brian Clement in the Mastermind Group. So thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate those reviews. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review in iTunes and or Stitcher, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps get the show more exposure. So when people do searches for um, things like uh, affiliate marketing or passive income, they may find my podcast more prominently the more reviews and the more positive reviews that I have. So I would greatly appreciate some four or five star reviews. That would be awesome. And I will give shout outs for any five star reviews on the show. So again, thank you guys so much. I greatly appreciate it. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that uh, last week I used a service called Off, I think it's pronounced Ophonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. And what they do is they allow you to upload audio and they will process it for you, which basically means that they're going to normalize the levels so everything has a consistent, um, you know, the volume doesn't fluctuate a lot during your podcast. And also it makes the podcast consistently louder. So it like sort of amplifies, but without adding additional distortion. And it's a free service. You can use it for up to two hours per month. And then over that, I think it's a really small fee. So it's really affordable. 
But for the most part, I think I record under two hours per month. So for the most part, for me, it should be free. So if you're interested in, if you have a podcast and you're interested in making it sound better, I think it really does a great job. And I appreciate Marcus for pointing that out to me. And I'm going to be using that going forward. So if you guys would let me know what you think of the audio going forward, I used it for last week's episode. I redid it. Um, I didn't like that the volume fluctuated in different segments that I added manually. So it made a consistent sound. It made it louder. And I think it overall sounds much better. So starting from episode 42, I believe was last week, and this is episode 43. Let me know what you think. I'm going to be using it going forward. And as long as there's no negative um, feedback or anything that detracts from the quality of the podcast, I'm going to be using that going forward. So hopefully things sound better and things uh, improve as we go along. Always, it's a continuous improvement process as we go. So hopefully it sounds better for you guys. And uh, thanks for the feedback that I got a couple of weeks ago that the podcast was a little bit uh, quieter than other podcasts that folks listen to. So continuously trying to improve on things. So hopefully it sounds better for you guys. And that's going to do it for the housekeeping for this week. Let's get right into the content. And before we start talking about how to account for your affiliate income on your taxes, I just want to make sure up front that you realize I am not a tax professional. So please be sure to consult a tax professional before doing anything when it comes to your affiliate income. And these are just my own personal experiences and take them as nothing other than that. So. With that said, there are a couple of different ways you can account for your affiliate income, and uh, it depends on how big your internet business is, how long you've been doing it, how much income you have, and uh, different things to consider when it comes to what type of business you're as but what type of business you have. But for the most part, if you're just starting out, you're brand new to this whole online adventure thing, and you maybe have one or two affiliate sales, some AdSense income, maybe some Amazon affiliate income, most people are probably going to look into doing a sole proprietorship initially. And that just basically means that you are your own business. You don't necessarily have to have a separate business name. You don't have to have an LLC or an S Corp or nothing special when it comes to forming a business. Basically, you are the business. So you have your own social security number. You don't have to have a a separate tax identification number, but you could request one. But uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to be talking about today is those folks just starting out, having uh, only a small amount of income initially, not a lot of expenses per se, and you're just uh, looking to record that income properly because, of course, any income that you have whatsoever, whether it's you know, a dollar or $50, $100, whatever it is, you do need to record that on your taxes just so you know up front. So the way that I do it is last year was my first real year that I had uh, any noticeable affiliate income. Prior to that, I had some AdSense income and things like that, but never received uh, payment for those because there were payment thresholds. So for instance, ClickBank has a payment threshold AdSense has a $100 payment threshold, which is higher than most. So you may have, uh, you know, one or $2 in AdSense income if you're just starting out, but you don't need to record that income until you receive it. So if you haven't hit those payment thresholds, there's nothing for you to do. You can just continue on and uh, work towards hitting those thresholds so that you can receive a payout. But once you do receive that payout, that's when you do have to account for that income on your taxes. And the main way that you do that in a 
sole proprietorship is something called a Schedule C. And what I do is I utilize TurboTax, but a lot of folks, um, if it gets a little complicated for you, you can consult a tax professional, but a lot of folks, especially when just starting out, it may not make sense for you to pay whatever it costs for a tax professional, $100, $200. I'm not sure exactly what it is because I've always done my own taxes, but you can purchase TurboTax. Unfortunately, this year they rolled up their Schedule C into their home and business version. So it's, I think it's around $79. If you download the version or if you utilize the online version, it might be a little bit cheaper. And you can go through Amazon, I think, and get maybe $10 off or so. But um, H&R Block, I hear, also has a very good Schedule C, and it's a little bit cheaper, I think. Especially if you've utilized other tax preparers in the past, you can get, I think, half price for HR Block right now if you uh, go to their online website. So look into a couple of those different things. Tax Act also has a Schedule C, but from what I hear, there's less in the way of advice, um, you know, things to guide you along, ask you the relevant questions, and then fill them out for you. So TurboTax does a pretty good job of that. I filled out my taxes already for this year, and it asks you most of the relevant questions and things. So it does a pretty good job. I'm disappointed that they increased their price and made you purchase the small business version, but it is what it is. So look around. HR Block might be one, TurboTax, um, Tax Act, those type of things. But if you're looking for some guidance, I would say go with HR Block or TurboTax or consult a tax professional. But with that said, basically what... Um, Schedule C allows you to do is that you record any affiliate income you had over the course of the year, and then you're also able to deduct any expenses you had. So for example, most of us are probably going to have web hosting expenses. You may purchase premium plugins, premium themes, uh, any number of things when it comes to purchasing stock photos, anything you can think of when it comes to something you have to spend for directly um, that directly relates to your business can be a deductible business expense. So basically what that Schedule C is, it's a recording of all of your income and recording of all of your expenses. And then based on what the difference is, assuming you have income, uh, so in other words, let's say you have $1,000 in affiliate income and you have $900 in expenses, you would only be taxed on that $100 of gain that you had over the course of the year. So that's always good to keep track of all of your expenses. So anything from domain registration, podcast hosting, web hosting, all those are related expenses. So you can reduce your income by uh, adding, make sure you keep track of those expenses over the course of the year. And the good thing is that the more expenses you have, the less you have to pay in income. So if you're just starting out, you're probably going to have more expenses than income. In that first year, you may be purchasing your first web hosting. Uh, Maybe you purchase elegant themes or something as a premium theme. All of those can be deducted as expenses. And let's say you only have you know, $15, $20 in income that first year, you don't have to report anything when, it, I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up. You do have to report that income and expenses, but you will not, re, that will not result in any taxable income for you. So you won't have any additional taxes to pay come tax time, but you do have to record that income. Let me be very clear on that. Any income you have, even if you have only $10 in income, you definitely want to make sure you're recording that on your taxes. And then if you have $100 in expenses, you can only deduct as much 
of an expense as you have for income. So you won't be able to subtract from your taxable income. Let's say you have a full-time job as well. You can't deduct the expenses of your side business from your regular income from a previous, uh, you know, if you have a full-time job elsewhere. But you do want to record that no matter what. But again, if you don't have income, if you haven't hit those payment thresholds and you don't actually have money, you do not have to record that income because you have not received it yet. So I'm just kind of letting you know up front um, types of things you can research. So Schedule C is something you want to check out for a sole proprietorship. And depending on how much income you do have, if you go over certain amounts, you may have to do self-employment taxes as well, which is more than you would normally have to spend for a typical W-2 type job that you might have. Your employer pays for most of the employer side taxes and you pay for the employee side. For affiliate income, if you're a sole proprietor and you make over a certain amount, you may have to pay the additional Social Security and Medicare depending on how much your income is from your regular job. So these are a couple of things to consider. If you're using something like TurboTax or H&R Block, it should take care of all that for you. So based on your results from Schedule C, it will tell you how much self-employment income you may have to pay. And then if you do have uh, income over those threshold numbers, they'll probably give you a payment schedule where you can prepay your quarterly taxes going forward. So if this is your first year, you probably know nothing about that. I didn't know anything about the quarterly taxes. And in that first year, it's not a big deal. Typically, if there are any quarterly taxes that you should have been paying, it'll mention that in something like TurboTax. It'll give you coupon books. Uh, basically, it'll just give you four payment coupons that you could submit quarterly taxes to the IRS to make sure you're in compliance and you don't get any penalties. But again, if you're just starting out, your income is below a couple hundred dollars, you probably won't have to deal with that initially. Something to be aware of going forward though. So make sure you're keeping track of your income and expenses. You can use programs like QuickBooks and things like that, but you can also just use a regular spreadsheet, keep track of them. And uh, if you utilize most of your payments through something like PayPal. It's easy to see payments going out and payments going in. You can just print a report at the end of the year and then um, try to figure out which was an expense related to your business and which wasn't. But I find it better to use something like Google Docs, put a spreadsheet in there, and then uh, just record those income and expenses when you receive them. So if you get an email saying you had a sale or you had a payment, record that in the spreadsheet. If you pay for some stock photos or maybe renew your web hosting or you buy a domain name, put that in your spreadsheet. So that way you know exactly what you spent over the course of the year, and that makes it easier come tax time to figure out what uh, all of your numbers are. In one form that you might hear something about as well is the 1099 form. And what that is, is if you receive income over $600 from any one company or let's say affiliate company or let's say it's from Amazon or whoever the case may be, you're supposed to receive a 1099 form to file with your taxes. And this is the first year for me that I should have received 1099 forms from a couple of different vendors uh, based on my income from affiliate sales. And the funny thing is, this year I received none. So I was uh, actually kind of excited to finally receive my first uh, 1099 form since I had over $600 in income from a couple of different sources. And then I received none. So I contacted the individual vendors and uh, each of them, it was funny, it was like a finger pointing match. 
The individual people that were selling the products pointed me to the companies that run their affiliate program and the companies that run the affiliate program said, no, they wouldn't be sending out a 1099 form. Check with the person that's selling the product. So it was like a back and forth. And in each of the cases, it uh, turned up nothing really. So basically they said uh, they they weren't going to send the 1099 form. So I contacted uh, Mark Mason, asked him about that. And uh, since I assumed that he had had over $600 in income and on uh, particular affiliate programs, and he said, yep, that's happened to him before. And uh, basically, it doesn't make a difference whether you receive the 1099 form, you still have to obviously record that income, which I knew, but I was wondering, you know, is there any issues? Do I have to follow through and make sure that I receive those 1099s and everything that I found online? And uh, after talking to a couple of different folks, Bottom line is you just record that income and you may not ever receive that 1099 form. So in uh, one case, they pointed me to PayPal saying, oh, uh, since all the payments go through PayPal, check with them. And they do send 1099 forms, but only I think if it's over 10 or 20,000. And of course, I did not have over 10 or 20,000 from PayPal this year. So that uh, was not an issue either. So bottom line was I should have received 1099 forms, but I didn't. So if you're expecting to receive those from certain vendors and you don't just know that you still need to record that income on your schedule c and uh, if you don't receive that form don't worry about it just continue on uh, do your taxes as you normally would and um, that is fine and apparently normal operating procedure for some places so just one thing to be aware of so i just kind of wanted to whet your appetite for some things to look into um, you can always form your own company like an llc or an s corp Typically, those are to limit your liability in the event that whatever business you're getting into, you have the potential to get sued. So it really depends. You got to kind of weigh your options. Um, if you have only $10 in income, it probably doesn't make sense to have several hundred dollars uh, going into forming an LLC, but you know, that's completely up to you. But like I said, most folks initially will probably be considered sole proprietors, in which case you would fill out Schedule C and Schedule SE. So your Schedule C would be for your income and expenses, and your Schedule SE would be for the self-employment taxes if you make over a certain amount. And again, usually TurboTax, uh, HR Block, those types of programs would guide you through that. And if you need to fill out Schedule SE, it would do so for you. And if you make over a certain amount, you may have to pay quarterly taxes the following year. So it's just kind of estimating your income and paying the taxes you may have to pay um, come the end of the year over the course of the year because the IRS wants that money as you go along. And if you don't do that, you could uh, end up having to pay a penalty, which you, you know, penalties never sound good. So you always want to try to avoid those. So just some of the things you can look into, and I'll try to link to some good resources as far as uh, giving you some additional information to check out. I just kind of really wanted to make you aware of some of the terms and let you know uh, what things that you should be thinking of and what things you should be keeping track of as far as your income and expenses to make things easier for you. And that way you're not blindsided come tax time. So hopefully this was helpful for you, Rachel. And for anyone that has any other questions, feel free to ask me. You can always reach out to chris at nichesitetools.com. And I'd be glad to try to help you or point you in the right direction. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. One last thing I wanted to mention again is that, uh, like I said earlier, my wife and I are going to be moving in town to a new location. So for the next two to three weeks through the end of March, I'm probably going to have very limited time to work on my niche sites. So there may be a lapse in the 
podcast episodes. If I do find that I have some free time, I will certainly get out another episode if I can, but it's looking like it's going to be really difficult. So if there's a couple of week laps, I apologize ahead of time, but uh, the next episode may come to you from our new location. So we'll see how that goes. And if you'd like to keep in touch, uh, you can head on over to nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, where we continuously talk about uh, niche site topics, a lot of questions, a lot of feedback, a lot of uh, give and take going on over there. Very active place. So uh, you can head over there and keep in touch in the meantime and uh, join in the conversation and the fun. Thanks again for listening and have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. 